Blog Talk Radio. Los Angeles, California, the new music capital of America. It's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source of clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and what a show we have today to kick off your musical weekend. Marissa Ronstadt, Linda's cousin and a musical angel in her own right, joins us today in segment one. And in segment two... We have the reason for the LeGrand Girls fan club. That's right. The man himself, Matt LeGrand, is going to join us. So stay tuned. Oh, and we have a surprise guest coming up. And incidentally, maybe some of you noticed it, but I do have a little bit of a scratchy throat, so forgive me. Patrick O'Heffernan, I'm your host here on Music Friday Live, and don't forget this is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you, so call us in, call in, 347-215-7511, that's 347-215-7511, or you can email us, you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com, that's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And in addition to our headliner guest today, I think we're going to have a surprise guest. Not sure yet, but I think we're going to have a surprise guest, the legendary folk and Americana singer-songwriter, my dear friend, Corinne West. Now, Corinne has just released a new album this week. It's called Starlight Highway. And uh, pretty soon she's going to be on the line to tell us all about it. But in the meantime, while we're waiting for for Corinne, because I know she's out and about, uh, let me tell you the itinerary for the release party. For those of you who live up in Felton, now Felton, of course, is in the Santa Cruz Mountains. It's uh, just uh, above San Jose, actually about halfway between San Jose and um, Santa Cruz. And she's going to be uh, releasing it at Don Quixote's International Music Hall. That's, uh, that's the CD release show that's going to be on the 31st next weekend, the 31st, at Don Quixote's International Music Hall. Well, we're going to take a quick break right now and see if we can find Corinne, so stay right, right here with us. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. And we're back. This is Patrick O'Heffernan, and I think we have uh, Corinne on the line. Hi, Corinne. Hello. Is this, uh, is this Corinne on the line with us? Well, I guess I guess not. Um, well, I'm going to play a little bit of uh, music here while we uh, we find out. Don't go away. This is. Hi, I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host here on Music Friday Live, and it looks like uh, Corinne West is not going to be able to uh, be with us this morning, but, but her new album is out. It's called Starlight Highway, and we have just learned she is going to be with us next week. She's going to be with us next Friday. So don't go away. Uh, you can tune in next Friday, and we have a full interview with Corinne, and we've got some songs from, from the new album. So that's Corinne West, and the new album, of course, is Starlight Highway. Starlight Highway 
Well, I am Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host at Music Friday Live, and I want to welcome all of our listeners on the Cyberstation.com network and their radio affiliates. If you have any questions or comments for our guests, don't forget that you can call in 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. Or you can email us. I know a lot of you like to email because you're actually at work and you're sitting there you know, you're watching that PowerPoint, but you're not really, you're listening to us. So you can email us. That's at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And if you're listening to us on a podcast, I know a lot of you listen to us on the podcast, you can still email our guest, email to the same same address, musicfridaylive at gmail.com, and we will forward your questions to our guests so they can reply directly to you unless you tell us otherwise, okay? Otherwise, they can reply. We can, they can reply through us. Well, the words blueberry moon evoke so many images. The image of drifting in a skiff with your lover on a gentle stream as the moon rises. The image of standing on a city rooftop, listening to Latin music curling up from the street under a clouded moon. An image of long, loving summer evenings with the moon glow merging as the, the sun sinks into a late horizon. Images of memories of past moons and loves. All of those images and more float through your mind as you listen to Marissa Ronstadt's new album, Blueberry Moon. Each song envelops you in a starlight canopy pierced by moonlight dreams, and she's a luminous performer of American jazz and swing and Latin rhythms, love songs, and brass-laden rock. She knows how to keep a live audience moving or a headphone audience swaying. Raised in a famous musical family in Arizona, Marissa played in bands and solos since she was eight years old, but she's decamped to Los Angeles, where the steamy mix of talent in this city of angels has congealed around her to form a band, the Know-It-Alls, and to move her into the spotlight. And we're so happy that she's here with us today on Music Friday Live. Marissa, welcome to Music Friday Live. That was beautiful, Patrick. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It was well-deserved, and I'm sorry I had to deliver it with a slightly scratchy throat, but there it is, you know. No, no, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, Marissa, I I know you produced this album in 2013, but this is an evergreen album. It's timeless. So before we play some of the songs from it, let me ask you, what are you working on now? I think I heard a rumor that you and Alex Painter were doing some songwriting. Is there another album in the works? (laughs) You know, I'm actually, um, I'm collaborating with, with various people right now. I've written some songs with a gentleman by the name of Quincy McCreary, um, with Gloria Estrada, Viento Callejero, um, and Alex Painter, who played bass actually on my on my Blueberry Moon album, um, but he's doing some solo stuff too right now. And I'm just collaborating as much as I can with different artists to kind of just get a bunch of songs under my belt. And that way, when I'm ready to go back in the studio, I have a plan. And I don't know if I necessarily want to put out another album, but I definitely want to get in the studio, record some songs, and just put them out one by one. And then we'll have a collective of songs to eventually have an album, if that makes well, sense. I, I, it, I feel like I it, had to put out an album uh, just to get one under my belt, but I feel like the landscape of music uh, has changed a little bit, so I don't think an album is pertinent to an artist you know, collection, if you will. Well, a, a lot of artists are are doing that. That's why we see EPs and singles and all sorts of things. Yeah, streams. exactly. Uh, well, speaking of something in the works, um, I understand that you're pregnant with your second child, which doesn't seem I to have slowed you down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so when does the baby do, and do you know the gender yet? Or I do. It it's a little, no, no, no secrets. Um, it's another little girl. And she's due in September, but if she's anything like her big sister, she will come early. So we're we're preparing for late August or early September. Late August or early September. Okay. Well, every female artist that I have interviewed who's a mother tells me that being a mother changed her music. Is that the case for you? Absolutely. I, I, I recorded, I started writing uh, Blueberry Moon in late 2011, um, and then it turned into, we began the recording process at the beginning of 
2012. And around that time is when I found out that I was pregnant with my, with my firstborn. And it turned into this journey um, dedicated to, to my daughter. And Blueberry Moon, the term Blueberry Moon was an ad lib. Um, Blueberry Moon, the, the actual track, was one of the last ones that I wrote for the album alongside uh, one of my producers, Quetzal Flores, and uh, my, my co-writer, uh, Jeremy Keller. And it was an ad lib that came out as we were tracking the album, and both of my producers, uh, Marta Gonzalez and, and Quetzal Flores, were like, you have to keep this. Like, th- that's an amazing ad lib. We have to keep it. I don't know what you're going to do with it, but it has to stay. And it ended up being, because we called my daughter uh, Blueberry as she was incubating, and then it turned into Blueberry Moon, and, and it was just dedicated, the whole the whole album was dedicated to her. Well, well that's a great story, and, and as a parent myself, I can tell you, it is a, a wonderful adventure. Um, and also, that uh, sounds like a great introduction to a song in the album, which I think is about motherhood and children and music. This is uh, the song Freedom. Hold on to the other side, leaving her babies behind. She First of all, you know, why don't you elaborate a little bit on the inspiration behind that song? Well, Freedom was written back in 2010, um, and it was written actually for everything that was happening in Arizona at the time with um, with 1070, um, which was the anti-immigration bill happening. Um, and I was here. I'm I'm born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona, and I was already living in, in Los Angeles. And, you know, with SB 1070 happening, um, I felt like I, since I couldn't go back and and march alongside, you know, people fighting for their rights and, you know, everything that was happening at the time, I felt like, what, what could I contribute? How could I contribute to to what's happening back home? And this was the best way that I could contribute. And, you know, the, the two verses on freedom are actual stories that took place in Arizona um, with people having to deal with border issues and family issues and how SB 1070 was breaking families apart. And it wasn't so much about, it wasn't a black and white issue. It was very, very gray for a lot of people and um, very sad and I just wanted to bring some light to it in the best way that I could. Well, I, th- I think you did. And as you know, I'm going to be in Phoenix in July um, uh, looking at that issue and a lot more and having some music with me, too. So I I appreciate very much uh, uh, what you're doing there. And uh, Thank you. Um, now, uh, another question, though, on that song is that you brought Maya Jupiter in to rap on that song, which is kind of a sharp change of the tempo and the style, and, and it really works. Was that your idea, or was that her idea? It was my idea. Uh, Maya Jupiter is an MC from from Australia. She's a she's a Chicana. She's the Chicana from down under, is how, is how everybody refers to her. And she's also <laughs> a very, very good friend of mine. And she's an artivist, which is an artist slash activist. And um, I had been wanting to collaborate with her on something. I just didn't know what because our writing styles were so different at the time. And she had just released her own self-titled album. And I just felt like this issue was important to her, too, as an immigrant. Um, And she 
agreed and she wanted to you know just kind of put her own spin on it and i just hip-hop and and r&b is a huge influence you know on my life as well and on especially on how i write and how i sing and 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 hers too and that's the the common ground that we share in addition to being very good friends and it just kind of made sense i mean what it, it what does. she wrote and her contribution just kind of came out. It wasn't a it, whole lot it, of work for her. It, it does. Well, shifting back to the world of love songs, it seems to be a pop love song, but you've put a very addictive musical twist on it. This is a sweetest melody. Let's, let's do a little of it here. Now the first thing that that hit me about that song was the uh, the Les Paul style guitar picking and the synth note at the beginning. Now that that signaled right away that this is not your ordinary love song. So what is it in your background that culminated in the kind of unique treatment that you gave what otherwise could be a pop love song? You know I can't take credit for the 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 end product of of the album or of every song. I mean. Um, the the songwriting itself was birthed obviously through through me, but I collabed with Jeremy Keller, who I was in a band with called Monte Carlo '76, and we just at the time we were in a place where we just, I mean, it's not easy to sit down and, and write a song with just anyone. You have to really mesh well with them, and we already had some history and. Um, I was getting ready at the time to get married. This is back in 2008, and I wanted to sing to my husband, and we have a ton of history. I've been with my husband since I was 17 years old, and I wanted to not... My backup song was an uh, um, an Anita Baker song, but I wanted to write something, you know, as a tribute to our love and our journey, and we listened to a ton of George Benson and Earth, Wind and Fire, you know, to get some inspiration. And Jeremy is a genius. You know, he's, he's an excellent, amazing artist, especially, you know, guitar playing. And I was super happy and blessed to play with him. So that, you know, that whole intro is, that's Jeremy. And, um, on the, the synth, we actually got lucky, uh, Quetzal Flores worked with a keyboard player out of Seattle. His name is Alex Alex Chatsy. And he really wanted him to be on the album as the producer. You know, he felt like he would make a, a great contribution, and I trusted him without having met Alex. And he came in to track, and that was that was an ad lib. That wasn't anything practiced. That was just how it all came together. It was very magical. We actually got an email on that while you were talking. This is from Ellen May, who is in um, uh, Cumberland. And she she asked, was that a synth? It actually sounds like something the Beach Boys would have done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. And we also have uh, another email here, and this is from uh, Lila in Seattle. And Lila says, you seem to do a lot of different kinds of things. Do you have a classification for yourself? As far as music goes and genre of music, I guess um, so. I, I've been uh, when people ask me what's my genre, I usually say indie pop soul because it's independent. It's mostly pop with a lot of soulful undertones. Okay, all right, I'll buy that. There, there's your answer, Lila. <laughs> in, indie pop soul, although with a little bit of Latina in it, right? Yeah, just. Just a little. I mean, I am, I am Chicana, so it's going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> and aren't we glad it it does? 
Um, well, you've got a song that's currently streaming on SoundCloud and on Spotify called I Can't Breathe. I'm going to play a little bit of it here. Okay, well, this is obviously a protest song. Um, is activism part of who you are and what your music is? Yes, absolutely. Um, being, you know, born and raised by uh, my parents who were very active in the late 60s, early 70s with a lot of the Chicano movements that were happening, you know, across the nation. We were raised to, my sister and I were raised to speak our minds and, um, you know, stand up for ourselves. And and when we speak to, you know, speak with our beliefs and, and stand up for what we believe in. And it stayed with me definitely through songwriting, you know, as far as freedom goes. That's why I, I you know, created that with a few other people. And um, with with I Can't Breathe, at the end of last year, everything that happened with Eric Gardner and Trayvon Martin, you know, a couple of years before that, and and Michael Brown, like it, it was just overwhelming and it made me angry. And um, I was writing a lot at the time with, with Quincy McCreary and I sent him a song idea and I was like, what do you think? And immediately we acted on it. We wrote it in less than 24 hours and we got into the studio and our a friend of mine, his name is Cesar Mejia, he, he produced the whole track and, and really helped us, you know, bring it to life. And um, we wanted to put it out as soon as possible. So, um, it's great, and it, and it's a great it's, song. Like I mentioned to you, you know, before, it's not for profit. It's not for anything like that. We just kind of wanted to get the message out, along with a bunch, a slew of other artists that are, you know, that are writing protest music. And I wish it was as popular as it was when, you know, James Taylor was writing stuff or when it was that kind of era when when protest music was so huge. But it's not anymore. It's more about the glamour of music in general and we're working on that one we're working on that one right uh we're talking with uh with uh marissa ronstadt about her uh her album blueberry moon her second child now on the way her plans for the future her activism and all sorts of other things you can talk with her too you can call in 347-215-7511 or you can email you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com and we are getting some more emails we've got an email here from uh ramos in austin and ramos says really simply South by Southwest, question mark. Right. Have you ever been? Do you plan to go? Oh, I man, I would, love, I would love, love to go to South by Southwest. And it, it's not as easy to get into as um, people might imagine. I mean, there's me and thousands of other artists, you know, trying to apply to get in. I have tried, but no success this year. Hopefully I'll, I'll be trying again next year. And, man, that would be amazing for me, too. With the new album, I, I think you should be able to do it. Lindsay in San Francisco wants to know, are you part of any of the immigration reform organizations? No. No, I am not. I am simply an ally with the music that I write. Okay, you're not an organization uh, girl, huh? Well, that, that's fine. No. With that. <laughs> your, your, your music does the job quite nicely. All right, well, Thank let's you. speak of music. Let's get back to it, all right? Specifically, the title song on your album. This is Blueberry Moon. We know we 
Now, that's Blueberry Moon. That's the title song on the album. Uh, that's kind yes. of a de- it's a kind of a deceptive song. It sounds really simple with that you know the clean guitar notes and the muted jazz drum, but there's a lot going on in there. First of all, the there's brass, a, and then there's yes. the doo-wop style backup, and then there's the slight little echo. You put a lot of details in that song. Do the layers do the layers come incrementally as you recorded, or did you know exactly what you wanted when you went into the studio on that one? No. This is the the last track that was written for the album right up until we were tracking the album. I'm talking a week before. Um, We needed one more song. And um, Quetzal Flores and I, when I moved to L.A. back in 2006, we we were writing music together just, just to write. And this was something that we had in our back pocket that we just didn't know what to do with. And he brought it up. He was like, what about that one song we, we tried? How about rewriting it melodically and, and you know, just, just kind of thinking about it differently. And at the time, I was four months pregnant, and I was, you know, I had my daughter on, on my mind. And lyrically and melodically, that's, that's where all of that came from. And then when we went to track, literally when we walked into the studio to track, Jeremy says, I composed an intro. And it was for the trumpet, Dan Dan Kukas. He's an amazing jazz trumpet player here in L.A. Um, he was, and he just, he read it and he played it. And that was it. Like everything just kind of came together uh, as a, just like you said, like a jigsaw puzzle. And later when we went in to fill in the vocals, I had the idea for the duops in the background. Um, it just made sense to me. It just made it sense to me to to do that it it just felt right i was thinking about background vocals and marta gonzalez who's an amazing songwriter and, and vocalist herself and you know she's an educator and all that good stuff um she we love layering we love harmonies we love all those things and that evening before the next day i was gonna go and record i was like do up up, up. It just made sense for the background because it was just so simple, you know, and yeah. and pretty, well, it, and it just felt it, right. It works. It works. Uh, but now, I, I think you may have answered my next question, and that is the trumpets. Um, they also they sound a lot like mariachi trumpets and adopted for jazz. And I, I know you 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 have a kind of a soft spot in your heart for mariachi. You once appeared in international mariachi uh, conference. Uh, was mariachi on your mind at all when you when you heard those trumpets, or is that totally separate? No, yeah, oh, no, totally clean, separate. Huh? Okay, yeah, no, <laughs> totally separate. And Dan Klukas, I don't even think he he is well versed in, in mariachi. He's well versed in jazz and a whole lot of contemporary other you know genres of music. But um, no, at the time, about a year before that, uh, Jeremy Keller introduced us to his friend Dan Klukas and. And he wanted to play. He just wanted to play with us, and he started playing live shows with us and really got into the music, and he ended up on the album. And, um, you know, I was he, glad he, did. he added his little, yeah, he added his yeah. little flavor to it. Well, we're, at, we're really glad he did. Well, unfortunately, uh, I was going to play another song, Interlude, but we've been having so much fun that we are out of time. So okay. um, I want, I've, uh, let me ask you, are there any live performances coming up? I actually do. I have a live performance on July 11th at Campanella Park in Compton, um, California, this summer. And I have okay. a couple of others in the works, possibly in Phoenix. Um, I won't be able to travel after July because of the baby, but right. um, hopefully other stuff will be popping up here soon. Okay. All right. So, And, and where would uh, people go to... Um get your music, and to find out about your schedule? Where do you want to send them? So um, all of my stuff is up on, on my website, marisanoitall.com, and all of my music is up on um, iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby. Um, the only song that isn't available for purchase is I Can't Breathe, but you can definitely stream it on Spotify. And what's the other place you can stream it on? Uh, well, I, I think you just answered that. all the questions. <laughs> all right. Okay, all right. great. <laughs> all right. Well, Marissa, thank you so much for being with us today. This is uh, Marissa Ronstadt. The album is Blueberry Moon. It's available. Start with her website. It's also on CD Baby and all the other things. And also go to Spotify and go to SoundCloud and listen to her song, 
I can't breathe. Well, we have to take a break right now, and when we return, Matt and Legrand, so don't go away. You're gonna, we'll be right back. CyberStation USA is the future of radio. Get your business into the online future at the world's largest internet radio station. From banner placement on our homepage to any of our broadcaster stations, commercials on our video player, audio spots on any of our shows, or at the beginning of any of our on-demand broadcasts. CyberStation USA offers competitive rates with a worldwide reach, a fully integrated, one-stop shop social media broadcast platform. For more information, please contact our sales department at Cameo at CyberStationUSA.com. You're into the power. And we're back. This is Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host here on Music Friday Live. Now, we have a guest coming up, but before we do that, I got to tell you about my sponsor. I have the greatest sponsor, okay? Um, Solar City. Now, many of you know that solar power is a huge win win for homeowners, but a lot of people, a lot of you out there, are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because of the upfront cost. Well, with Solar City, you can go solar for zero upfront cost of approved credit. That's right. Solar City will come out and they'll install a solar system on your home for free, and you only pay for the power you use. You know, just like you do with the with your utility bill, except you use less power because the sun is making power for you as much as half. Solar power. Solar City pays for the system, it insures the system, it maintains the system. All you have to do is enjoy the savings. So, if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. Now, how do you find out about it? Well, I'm going to give you a phone number. You knew I was going to give you a phone number, so you do have a pen and pencil there. The phone number is 909 618 6937. I'll repeat that. 909-618-6937. If you call and tell them that I sent you, tell them Music Friday Live sent you, tell them that Patrick sent you, they will give you a discount on your order. So that's 909-618-6937, and that's to solarize your home. Wish I could call a phone number right now to clear up my throat. I apologize. I've got a little bit of a sore throat, so you're not hearing the usual dulcet tones, or at least as dulcet as I can. Well, anyway, Matt Legrand's music is the soundtrack of young love, or if not quite love, definitely young fun. Whether he's rapping or he's playing pop or rock, the lyrics and the melodies and the beats encourage the pleasures of love and fun. And he does it with a sheen and a skill that speaks directly to his generation, and they love it. But behind that energy, behind the energy of his party tunes, are solid music chops, unquestionable songwriting skill, and charismatic energy. And he pulls it all together with his good looks in a combination that spells success. His fans, known as the Legrand Girls, who fill his concerts and his social media pages, are delighted that he's released his first single, Spring Break Girl. And we are delighted that he is here with us to play it and talk to us. Matt, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hey, Patrick. How's it going? It's going well. And I understand that um, you've been playing music and writing songs for some time. When did you first decide that music was going to be where you wanted to go? Or was there a first time? Yeah, you know, I mean, as a kid... I was just always performing for my family and stuff, and they always told me I can, I'm 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 an entertainer, you know. Um, I'd entertain them and I'd entertain guests and stuff. So, I mean, I just love I just love putting a smile on people's face and having fun. Well, you so, seem to do I mean, that was, really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This happened uh, like really young. So started really young. So, uh, you've learned to play a lot of different instruments, haven't you? Yes, I have. I play currently, uh, I kind of dabble in everything. Um, my favorite right now is piano. I'm just like killing it on the piano right now, so it's fun. But you also play guitar and you play drums, anything but, else? Yep, uh, I play drums, bass, guitar, little percussion instruments. Wow. I took percussion in high school, so um, wow. yeah, it's, it's fun. I just love music. Well, well, after you, you came to the U.S. from France when you were a little kid, uh, I know you lived in Chicago, and there's no shortage of good music in Chicago. What were your influences there? Did your parents take you to clubs, or did you listen to local bands? You know, 
my influences here in Chicago were really just um, meeting meeting producers and um, just listening to the radio, American radio, and just yeah, it's going to concerts as well. Um, I mean, my first concert was the Rolling Stones. My mother took me, and they're just, I mean, they're at the top when it comes to entertainment. I mean, they're just, <laughs> they are who they are, the Rolling Stones. So they really, they really just, like, influenced me to start entertaining and pick up some instruments. How old were you when you saw that Rolling Stone concert? I saw them when I was 13. So wow. extremely, extremely young, but... That's that's kind of what I grew up on, just because my um, my mother that's that's what she grew up on, and that's what I would always listen to. U two, Rolling Stones, and yeah, they're just I I would credit them for most of my uh, musical choices. <laughs> but it, it might interest you to know that the Stones threw a secret concert last night here in Los Angeles at the Fonda Theater, what? and uh, they did what, the what, entire. What? What? Where was my invite, Patrick? <laughs> it must have gotten lost in the mail, like mine did too, right? Uh, um, yeah. I don't think it was it, it was um, invite. I think all of a sudden they just put the word out on social media, and you know, like three hours beforehand, and whoever got there got there, uh, and they filled the place, that's, and they did the entire Sticky Fingers <laughs> album. That's, so that, that would be amazing. There's they're still kicking it, right? Yeah. So now. You've um, you built a following with your live performances, and uh, Spring Break yep. Girl is, is your debut single. But you recorded other songs, some of which we're going to play. Why did you decide that it was Spring Break Girl that you wanted to release? Well, um, I was writing it. I was writing it over my Spring Break, and uh, down in Miami, I was writing it over that. And it was actually a funny story how I started writing it. Um, before I went to Miami for my spring break, I actually, this girl reached out to me on Snapchat. And I ended up spending my whole spring break with her. Um, so it was kind of, it was kind of, um, you know, it was it was just a fan. And I just kind of just kicked it with her. And she was really cool. And I spent the whole spring break with her. So, because, like, I just give out my, I give out all my social sites to everybody. Uh, anybody can uh, message me on Snapchat and stuff like at Matt Legrand. So um, it was kind of a funny situation, but I mean, I just love the track. Um, I love every single vibe that it gives. Um, I love the summer, summer vibe. Um, I just knew, I just knew this one was my first one to put out for sure. Well, wait a minute. I, I, I got to back up a little bit here because I'm starting to get some emails. I know. You so, put out all of your contacts, your social media contacts. Anybody can can get in touch with you. Anybody on Snapchat. And and I, and I'm you, open you got, to anybody. Yeah. And and you got a uh, and and one girl snap uh, contact you on Snapchat and wound up spending spring break with you. Yeah, I tweet I tweeted out. I was, in, I, was I said I was going to be in Miami for spring break, and you know I give out my Snapchat, and yeah. We just hung out, and it was a lot of fun. Well, we just got a. We're getting emails in. Uh, the first one is from uh, Valeria in Los Angeles, and it reads Snapchat exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point. I'm down with it now. How do I do it? <laughs> just, um, just type in Matt uh, we have Legrand. To... And... Okay, we'll say that again. Just type in Matt Legrand on Snapchat and. Um... You know, just click on my name and snap away. Okay, well, we've got very similar messages from Nicole in Miami, from Alexandra okay. in Philly, and from Guadalupe in Pasadena. Awesome. <laughs> so I, I, I hope awesome. you can you can stay away from Snapchat long enough to finish the radio interview here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm probably going to get a lot of snaps. Um, in a couple hours, because I'm actually going to Miami tomorrow um, to shoot this music video for the song. So, okay, <laughs> maybe I'll have maybe I'll have another Spring Break girl. Who knows? Uh, or several, as the case may be. Exactly. Um, so, so you say you're 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 going to be shooting a, a music video for a Spring Break girl. Uh, what are your plans for the other songs that you've recorded? 
Um, well, they are actually um, they are actually not released, so you are getting them very exclusively. Um, Thank you. But um, you know they're they're going to be coming out on my album um, in in a short amount of time. But okay. we just have this this one um, this one Spring Break Girl just has the debut single, and so go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Well, that that means that that there is an album in the works. So, are you going to be recording more songs for a full album, or are you looking at an EP? Yeah, uh, more 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 of an EP, definitely. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, have you um, got a script yet for the uh, the music video, or are you going to do it on the fly? Uh, we do we do have a script. It's going to be very, um, very flashy, very fun, very energetic, um, young. Obviously, young love, um, and yeah, it's just going to be really fun. I can't wait. So it's going to be up by the end of the month. So it's it's really quick. It'll be a really quick process. So my fans will be able to see it quickly. Uh, Lucille in Miami uh, emailed us and said, "Will you post on your uh, your website or tweet out where you're going to be so we can watch you make your video?" Of course. Of course I will. <laughs> I will tweet now, yeah, just, Okay. All right. Well, well Lucille, um, follow him on Twitter. Uh, check out his website um, and um, maybe your Instagram page, too, because uh, he'll tell you where, where and when he's going to shoot, and you can be there and you can watch. I'd love to see as many fans as possible while I'm down there. So, of course, come oh. out. <laughs> well, now... <laughs> now I know how you keep that that fan club of yours going. No wonder you've got <laughs> such a, a big fan club. Well, so we ought to do a little music here. You know, and the whole the whole thing, the whole point of the show is music. So, um, Spring Break Girls, I think, is actually the perfect debut song. So I want to play a little bit, little bit of it here. Come on and turn up one time. Let's get it. Pour tous les jolies filles dans le monde Allez, on y va Girl, hold up, can I tell you How good you looking Hop up in my Rari, hit my party It's in my mansion, come and be my diamond ring Acting like a fool, I be doing things I can't explain This is how we do Would you strip for me, girl? I think um, that you caught the vibe of Spring Break perfectly on that. And you've got some um, on that song. There's some interesting lyrics in there. Um, there's one lyric, uh, hop in my Rari, hit my party, and my it's in my mansion. Uh, do you have a Ferrari and a mansion to park it in front of? You know, um, you know, it's all about the connections down there. <laughs> it's all about who you know, and you might just get... You might just get a Ferrari in a mansion. <laughs> so I've made, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten a couple friends down there. So hey, it's in, it's in my song. I'm telling the story, so you know. Okay, all right, uh, good answer. Well, there, there's, um, uh, there's, there's another set of lyrics that pop out. Uh, these are the four lines that are just before the hook. Would you strip for me, girl? Cause summer's on the horizon. If you switch, flip my switch, girl. Swear you won't be forgotten. You you want to make any comments on that one? Don't want to make any comments on that one. Um, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, it's spring break. Summer's coming up. Summer's on the horizon. Exciting, fun. I won't forget who you are because I still Snapchat the girl, the spring break girl. I still give her Snapchats, and that's what that line is about. It's just about having fun and being young and okay. what I love doing. So. Okay. Well, I can tell you're you're both uh, young and having fun, so no wonder you got the vibe so well. Uh, seriously, as I said in the introduction, your pop and your rap is built on some pretty strong music chops. Uh, it really shows. Uh, 
do you carefully build up a song like that, adding in the accents and the instruments, or do you kind of present a song to your producer and the two of you work it out on the fly? Um, how I usually work is um, my producer will um, he'll start with a melody and a drum beat, and that gets me going, ideas flowing, um, trying to just kind of vibe out the song. I lay down a scratch vocal kind of do that and then he then we're like is this song good is this song good and then we end up agreeing and then then we go like really really strong on the song he adds producer adds a bunch of stuff uh, a bunch of little things I add vocally a lot of stuff and that's kind of how I build the song up um, for myself I I like to take I like to be part of the whole the whole uh, process of a song, not just the lyrics and the singing. Um, I like to be there for the whole entire beat. That's why I like I like I like collaborating with producers in the studio instead of having tracks sent to me. I like I like being there for the whole process. Just because I am, I do a lot of um, I do play a lot of different instruments and stuff. So I just like to be part of the whole process. Do, do you play? different instruments in the same song and different tracks and then put them together or do you bring in other people to play uh both both um okay. I, li- I like doing stuff on my own but i also love collaborating so um yeah i do both just because collaborating you learn so much more off of other people and it just makes you a better uh better artist and yeah i love i love collaborating so um I know this is your your debut album, but you seem to have the uh, the art and the technique of of recording and assembling songs in the studio down pretty well. Have you spent a lot of time in the studios? Yes, I have spent. I would say for for the past year, I've probably spent every single day in the studio, <laughs> just working on God knows what. This new just new things and always just getting better and better. So I'm, I'm very comfortable in the studio. Um, I just, I just started uh, performing a couple months ago and um, I'm getting very comfortable at performing now. And yeah, I have, I have, I have a lot, I have a good amount of studio experience and I'm just excited for more studio experience and just keep learning. We got some more emails in here for you, and 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 incidentally, I want to remind everybody uh, that uh, uh, you can email at musicfridaylive at gmail dot com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail dot com, or you can call in three four seven two one five seventy five eleven. We're talking to Matt Legrand. We're talking about his his debut song, Spring Break Girl, and uh, songs that are coming up. We're playing some secret songs that haven't been uh, released yet, so you'll be able to hear a little bit of it. So feel free to call in 347-215-7511 or email us, and many of you are emailing us, so you all must be at work. Email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Let's see, uh, we've got Bilal in Los Angeles saying that we would love to see you on the West Coast. We actually have better beaches here than they do in Miami. I don't know if we need to get into that, but... (laughs) They're different. Uh, <laughs> they're true. different beaches. I love them. They're both. not quite. quite really they're not as warm, but the surf's a whole lot better. Um, right. Exactly. And Mateo in Dallas wants to point out that you could always do spring break at Padre Island in Texas, right? You got a lot of <laughs> a lot of people who've got beaches they'd like you to to, to be at. Um, young go, forty. In, yeah. Right. Uh, young forty in K Town, which is in Los Angeles, wants to know: Did you have a mentor? who taught you how to record and how to perform? Did I have a mentor? Yes. I. Well, I've had mentors, um, a lot of different ones, for, for specific things. Um, I mean, a lot of artists that I collaborate with, I see them as mentors um, just because you, you learn so much off of them because they've done it. Especially, especially if you're collaborating with an artist that's been in the game for a while, um, you learn so much off of them, and you just take that, and you're just always learning. Like, and then for performing and dancing, my choreographer, 
Charles Lawrence, he just he's my mentor for performing and just because he's been he's been doing it forever and that's what he teaches and that's who I look up to for specific things. Um so I've had I've had quite a few mentors and um of course I gotta give a shout out to uh-huh. to Bryant Reed. Um and him being probably my my biggest mentor and um I appreciate him so I just want to give a shout out to him. Okay. All of your songs talk directly to your listeners, especially female listeners and uh, uh particularly this one. This is uh, called Beautiful. All the times that I wanted to kiss your face but you're out the door. Your smile, your touch, your kiss and all Your lips, your kiss, your hips and all So maybe we, so maybe we Can hang out by the ocean I can love you by the sea You're so beautiful to me Take my hand and hold it, baby Spend your time with me You're so beautiful to me Now that's kind of a change in pace from the the hip hop of uh, in your other songs. It, it, it's kind of it's a romantic song. Were you thinking yeah. of a particular woman when you wrote that, like you were with Spring Break Girl? Um, Beautiful is not about a particular woman. It is about I, I wrote I wrote it just for all my fans and <laughs> and just like I love I don't know. Beautiful is a really like. It's a special song to me because it's not about a per. It's not about a single person. It's about my whole fan base and um, just kind of telling them no matter no matter how you look, no matter how you act and stuff, you're always you'll, you'll always be a beautiful person to me. So um, okay, all right. That's well, just kind of. What- You've you've expressed it well, and I'm sure that uh, your fan base is kind of shivering uh, right now. And what you've told them that now there's there's an, another song on the album. This is actually my favorite song, on, not on the album, but of the of the uh, the secret songs. And it's actually it's not a love song. It, it's kind of a sad song. This is broken pieces. Yeah. Broken Pieces, and uh, like I said, it's it's not a love song. It seems like it's a sad song. It's also, it's a very, very well-written song. I mean, the pieces in that fit together like haiku poetry. I especially like the lines, save your drama for y'all, this is karma. This is if I could forget you, I would. It's almost like it's almost a 17-note um, uh, haiku line. And then the other line, so tell me what you want, what you want, what you want, 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 which of course echoes the Spice Girls hit from 1996, but it does it very well. Nicely done. So my question Thanks. here is, is, is how did a broken heart tale get into this collection of uh, really hip love songs? Well, um, I've, I'm young, but I have had my heart broken, obviously. And um, I'm just, I want... I, I feel like every song should have, you know, um, a positive vibe to it and and fun and stuff. But you do need those you do need those songs to really to really express your feelings and 
get what you have to say out. And broken pieces is kind of just my, um, just like, just like my sad song. It it, it really is just a sad song. Um, I just really wanted to tell tell the story correctly. So um, about a heartbreak, and that's what I came up with. Well, I I hope you have no more reason for sad songs, but I certainly do like your sad songs. <laughs> hey, I, now, I I like the sad songs too. It's they're they're emotional, and I like that. I like to feel as much as possible when I'm when I'm singing. So uh, I do like them as well, even though they're sad. <laughs> we have uh, we've got time for for one more song here, and. Uh, this is this also is a song that has an echo in it of some earlier music. This is fire. Again, very nice work with with tight lyrics, uh, especially for a dance song. Uh, and the mix is perfect. You really wove the rap lines in with the drum machine and the chorus and the hooks. Really good timing there. Uh, a question Thank for you: you. Uh, When you wrote the lines, uh, "Set the roof on fire, take me higher than I've ever gone," uh, was the classic Doors song "Light My Fire" kind of in the back of your mind? Light my fire. No. Oh. Um, the song that goes, um, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. That song, that song was in my head. I don't, I'm not sure, uh, who it's by, but there was definitely a song in my head when I was writing this song. Well, you put it together very well. When you, when you write your lyrics, do they, cause, cause your lyrics are so nice and nice and tight. Well, actually, I'm going to hold that question because we are just about out of time and Matt, uh, um, oh, well. Yeah, we've been having too much fun. Matt, I want to yeah. uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us today. It was really a joy. I I want to thank you Patrick for having me on the show and uh thank you for having my music put out there and everybody uh com. you could get a free download and all my social sites, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, uh they're all Matt Legrand. So, I hope I can get some tweets. Okay, all right. Maybe you wind up at the at the beach with them. So again, uh, thank you, Matt. We you have been listening to Music Friday Live with uh, Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyber Station USA and Blog Talk Radio and our radio affiliates. If you like our Facebook page and follow our Twitter feeds, you'll get real time updates on our guests. So vote for your favorite musician by emailing me and tell me who you'd kind of like to hear on 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 the show. Our producer is Lars Christensen, our program director is Jason Bartlebin, and our intern is Angeline Serrano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. Be here next Friday. Corinne West is going to be with us for a full interview, and she's going to bring her album with her. This is the new album she just released two days ago, actually. And Matt Bork from Yucca, from Yucca. Canadian Canada's hottest alt-rock band, and he's introducing a new distribution model and some new music. Check our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we'll update you on the guest. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host of Music Friday Live. Have a great musical weekend. Bye, everybody.